this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Tuesday, July 27th, and the massive 15 game featured slate on DraftKings. That's right, as happens every so often on Tuesday, we've got every team in baseball taking the field on Tuesday, so we've got a lot of stuff to cover. But before we get into that and some best bets that I like on the DraftKings Sportsbook, let's talk about prize picks. First and foremost, head on over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code MMNMLB and have your first deposit matched up to $100. Second thing you have to do over at prizepicks.com is use these two plays, my favorite two plays on Tuesday. Let's start with Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates, all-star Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I like him to go over six and a half fantasy points in his matchup with Brett Anderson and the Milwaukee Brewers. We've been picking on Brett Anderson for most of the season. Probably not too, too much to say here, but Anderson in 2021 has a 642 expected ERA. He has been one of the worst left-handed pitchers to consistently get the ball each and every five days for a major league team in 2021, while Brian Reynolds has been marvelous when getting the opportunity to face a left-handed pitcher. He has a 990 OPS and a 165 WRC plus in his 117 plate appearances within the split. Brian Anderson is good. Brett, sorry, Brian Reynolds is good. Brett Anderson is bad. That's a lot of A's. You guys get it. It's okay. Brian Reynolds, he's going to get over six and a half fantasy points on Tuesday and on prize picks. The other play I like, Joey Gallo, to go over seven and a half fantasy points in his matchup with Taylor Widener and the Arizona Diamondbacks. This really comes down to archetype for me. Widener is an extreme fly ball pitcher. His career fly ball rate at the major league level is hovering around 50%. His ground ball to fly ball ratio is ridiculously low. Joey Gallo is not a guy you want to allow to elevate the baseball. And Widener has not had a lot of success when he has allowed opponents to elevate the baseball. He is giving up 2.04 home runs per nine for his career. It's not a huge sample, but even so far in 2021, Widener's ERA looks fine, but his advanced numbers do not like what he has done so far this season. He has a 5.39 expected ERA, so gives up a lot of home runs. Joey Gallo likes hitting home runs. We've got an opposite hand matchup here for Gallo. A lot to like. I think he goes over seven and a half fantasy points on Tuesday. And again, Brian Reynolds will also go over six and a half fantasy points on prize picks. Okay, let's start breaking down this behemoth of a slate. Tuesday, 15 games, goes just past 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we start right at the top of a very interesting pitching slate. Lance McCullers is the most expensive arm on the slate. He is $10,400. McCullers had a little bit of trouble in his last start, had pitched some really good baseball Uh, Four or five innings of that game looked great, and then suddenly it all fell apart, and he had a pretty disappointing outing. He was the most expensive pitcher on that slate as well. So it'll be interesting to see how many people go back to the well with McCullers, considering the amount of options we have on a slate this size. But I will say, so far in July, McCullers has really increased his slider usage, and that has led directly 
two more strikeouts. He's got a 32.1% strikeout rate so far in the month. That should bode very, very well against the Seattle team. That is very generous with the swings and misses. Seattle in July, coming into Monday, the third highest strikeout rate in all of baseball. Combine that with the third lowest batting average. The Mariners are hitting just 218 in the month. So McCullers, really good matchup, really good strikeout data in the month of July and in his past four starts specifically. I think McCullers is extremely viable on this slate. Maybe not my favorite dollar-for-dollar play, but someone who I think you have to consider. Kenta Maeda, on the other hand, might be my favorite dollar-for-dollar play on this slate. Kenta Maeda is back. Sound the alarm. This guy is good again, and his price point has not caught up with that reality. He is $8,200 going up against the Tigers. Now, we've talked about this a lot. The Tigers haven't been striking out as much as they had at the beginning of the season. The Tigers have been hitting well above average the past two months. So it's not like the Tigers are an amazing matchup, but they're also not the Red Sox. They're still the Tigers. So I think Kenta Maeda can navigate this young lineup. His last 23 innings, that is the entirety of his month of July, he has a 218 opponent Woba, a 1.68 FIP, and a 36% strikeout rate. Those numbers are fantastic. This is the Kenta Maeda we know and love, and I am more than willing to pay $8,200 for his services on Tuesday. Value play for pitching. Jordan Montgomery. Let's talk about Jordan Montgomery. Not someone who gets a lot of love, tends to have some pretty tough matchups pitching in the American League East for the New York Yankees, and, you know, Tampa Bay is a tough matchup. However, you want to pick on the Rays with left-handed pitchers. Now, I will say, the signing, or not signing, the trade, the addition of Nelson Cruz was specifically engineered to kind of fix this problem. Nelson Cruz has some of the best numbers of the last 20 years against left-handed pitching. So keep that in mind. However, for the season, Tampa Bay is one of just five teams in baseball that has a WOBA below 300 against left-handed pitching. They also have a 26.9% strikeout rate within the split. That is the third highest mark in all of baseball. So lefties tend to do well against the Tampa Bay Rays, and Jordan Montgomery is probably in the best form we have seen him so far this season. His past three starts, 18 and a third innings pitched, 70 total batters faced in that span of time. He's got a 27.1% strikeout rate, and opponents have just a 230 WOBA against him in that three-start stretch, and it's a pretty daunting stretch. I know we just talked about Seattle, how they are a little strikeout happy. He did face Seattle, but he has faced the Boston Red Sox in his last two starts and has pitched really, really well. So I think Montgomery is someone, trust is maybe a strong word, but at $6,700, he's one of the cheapest pitchers on this slate, despite the fact that he's got a great matchup and he's in very good form right now. I think Montgomery is one of the better plays on this slate, and I will definitely have some serious exposure to him on Tuesday. Let's talk stacks. Sort of have to talk about the Jays going up against Garrett Richards. Um, this is the, I believe, the fifth time that Richards will face the Jays so far this season. Those starts have tended to go poorly for Garrett Richards, including three home runs in his last start against the Jays. That was last week. He gave up 11 hits to the Jays the start prior to that. So they have hit him hard 
and there's good reason for that. Uh, they are a right-handed, heavy team. Uh, I mean, every single good hitter they have is right-handed, and Garrett Richards has given up a 385 Woba to right-handed batters so far this season, specifically at Fenway. Richards has a 655 ERA and a 397 Woba for the season as a whole. It's tough pitching at Fenway, and Garrett Richards is finding that out each and every time he takes the mound in Boston. So, you know, Vladdy and Semyon, sure, if you've got over 5K to spend, like maybe you use Jordan Montgomery and Kentamaeda, you got some money to burn. But I will say my favorite sort of stack with the Jays is kind of a value stack. I mean, it's not crazy value, but considering their implied run total for this game, the fact that you can get Bo Bichette under $5,000, he's $4,800, hitting really well lately. George Springer is now batting leadoff. He is $4,500. You've got Teoscar Hernandez at $4,300. He's hitting fifth. And then you've got Lourdes Gurriel at $3,700. He was moved up into the sixth spot in the order on Monday. So we'll see if that continues. If it does, he's a pretty good play at $3,700 against Richards, who, again, has just struggled with right-handed pit, right-handed batters all season long, especially at Fenway Park. The sneakier stack I would talk about on Tuesday. Let's do Matt Moore going up against the Washington Nationals. The Nationals continue to hit left-handed pitching exceedingly well. They actually lead baseball with a 343 Woba within the split. Um, Matt Moore has also been pretty bad as a starting pitcher specifically. He's at eight starts in 2021 for the Phillies. He's got a 5.95 FIP. In that split, he's also allowed a 405 Woba to right-handed batters this season and 2.48 home runs per nine to right-handed batters. So if you are a right-handed batter on the Washington Nationals, you are very excited to get this matchup on Tuesday, specifically if you are Trey Turner, who is, you know, $6,000, but justifiably so. He is a 191 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far this season. He can obviously also steal a base or two. So between he and Juan Soto, if you're trying to make this national stack work, I would have to lean Turner, who is $200 cheaper. But in an ideal world, you have Soto and you have Turner. Uh, That's definitely a Jordan Montgomery build. I will say that. Though, once you get past those two guys, this becomes a really affordable stack. You've got Ryan Zimmerman, probably going to back cleanup in this game, tends to against left-handed starters. He's $3,100. He's got an 899 OPS against left-handed pitching so far this season. You got Josh Harrison at $3,800. He's got a 128 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far this season. And then, as much as it pains me to say it, Alcides Escobar continues to lead off for this team, and he's hit well against lefties in a very small sample size. If you like the Nationals to score runs on Tuesday, you sort of have to like Alcides Escobar, who is just 3000 $500. So Blue Jays, popular stack. Nationals, maybe a little bit sneakier and definitely cheaper. So I like both those teams on Tuesday. Now, having said all that, as we move to the sports book, the DraftKings sports book in particular, I'm taking Boston on the money line against the Blue Jays. We did this on Monday and it worked because the Red Sox are, I don't want to say the luckiest team in baseball, but the Red Sox win every close game and the Blue Jays lose every close game. I say this I'm a Blue Jays fan. I should probably I'll I'll, I'll take that veil back. But uh, yeah, let's let's go with the Red Sox as home underdogs. I know it's Robbie Ray versus Garrett Richards. I know I just said I like the Blue Jays to score a lot of runs, 
But if the Jays score six runs, the Red Sox will find a way to score seven. It's just how the world works. Uh, the Red Sox are 7-2 in their past nine games against Toronto. That includes three wins in the past week, head-to-head -head with the Blue Jays. They are also 8-1 and one in their last nine home games against teams above 500. There's no justifiable reason. I know the pitching matchup. The Red Sox should not be underdogs at home to anybody. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. So I'm going to blindly back the Red Sox here at plus 110. It's just something you kind of have to do. Um, Nationals, we just talked about them as well. Nationals Phillies. I like this game to go over nine and a half runs at minus 110. It is Matt Moore going up against Eric Fetty. Fetty's been all right, but his expected ERA is in the high fours. He's been absolutely nothing special. And the last time he faced the Phillies, he gave up five earned runs. Washington, as I mentioned, has great numbers against left-handed pitching. Matt Moore has been struggling immensely. Philadelphia has also been hitting a lot better as they've gotten healthier in the month of July. They have a 109 WRC+. Plus. Compare or add that to the fact that their bullpen ERA or bullpen FIP the past two weeks is 6.01. And it's not all that surprising that in the last 17 Phillies games, 13 have hit the over. So just kind of... Siding with the over when it comes to Philadelphia has been a very, very financially beneficial situation. So I'm going to take the over 9.5 at minus 110, Washington, Philadelphia. And again, we're just blindly backing the Red Sox at a good number, plus 110 against the Blue Jays. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys tomorrow.